star, myself, Jess Pease, and the wonderful Sarah McDowell. The Lipsticks podcast is your go-to podcast for all things good game chat. Each week we come to you with a fresh episode where we talk about what's going on in the LGBTQ plus community, we talk about the latest news and we talk about our own experiences of being queer women. Hello Sarah, how are you? Hello, you're sounding bright and breezy. Am I? It's because I've got a hot chocolate. <laughs> oh, oh, have you swapped the tea for hot chocolate? Well, yeah, I thought I'd go for something that transitions, um, it probably sounds really bad actually, it transitions quite nicely from a brew to wine, but maybe chocolate doesn't do that, I just really fancied one. <laughs> do you know what, I've never, I've never really been one for hot chocolates and I think that makes me a bit weird. I think it makes you a bit weird. <laughs> so, you're, you're very much like a coffee drinker, what do you what do you like get cosy enough with? What's your like comfort drink? Not that, coffee. What, like a black coffee? Yeah. How are you just not wired at like all times of day? <laughs> well, I think because I've drank so much coffee, it just doesn't do anything to me anymore. But I have, I did get into a situation where I was having like five coffees a day and I was like, come on Sarah, sort your life out. So I have, um, <laughs> reduced my number and I've also I also have decaf as well but this is going to make me sound really lame but I'm I'm, I'm also partial to a hot water and lemon <laughs> oh my word I used to um I used to work with somebody who I love and care for a lot um but when it came to like afternoon brew run she'd just say to me can I just have a hot water please just hot water and every single time I put a tea bag in it because I forgot <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was such a weird drink. Like I've heard of hot, like hot water and lemon, um, but never just hot water on its own. I've you've just reminded me. So uh, where a previous job, um, I used to make a drink for someone, and they wanted warm water so not hot water or cold water but warm so what you had to do was get some cold water and then put in a dash of like warm water and it was because she found hot water too hot but found cold water too cold so she had to have it in between and I was like that is the strangest thing I've ever heard but you know it's like the classic like Goldilocks thing isn't it like and the third one was just right. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> but reference, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> now, Jess, it is February when we are recording, and it will be February when this recording gets published <laughs> to the world. Right. <laughs> um, so, did you know that February is LGBT History Month? I did know that. Well, you are a good <laughs> queer person, aren't you, I for knowing that? I'm a queer podcast host, that's what I am. <laughs> um, so yes, so this podcast, we are going to talk about this awesome month, what it means, where it started. We're also going to bring in our own experiences of um, like uh, when we first came across queer people in the community or like in the media who are big and then obviously we've also got our usual features of what are our usual features uh gay gay word of the week <laughs> um our article of the week that we're discussing and obviously jess has got that big gay um spotlight this week <laughs> as well, haven't you? 
do have a big gay spotlight. This is good. Have you got? Is it? Is it charged? Is it ready to go it, for later? It's got, it's got all the batteries in it. That's <laughs> weird. I'm stocked up. The batteries are full. The bulbs are on. Uh, what the hell are we talking about? Right. So I go. I'm going to start. So Jess, you may ask me. Oh, when did LGBT History Month start? You're such a presenter. It's <laughs> <laughs> asked me the question for this to be smooth. Hey, Sarah. So, when did LGBTQ plus actually start? Well, Jess, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, the month originated in the US in 1994. So, I would have been three, and you would oh. have been. I would have been probably just less than one, depending what month it was in. Right, there we go. And the UK began 11 years later. So it's been going on um, for quite some time. And Jess, you might ask me what LGBT History Month is. What is it, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs) How cringe am I being? I'm not even going to apologise. So the LGBT History Month Um, So the overall aim is to promote equality and diversity for the benefit of the public. So um, I'm referencing the LGBT plus history month.co.uk and we'll send a link in our show notes. Um, But yes, so how is this done? So this is done through a couple of ways. So increasing the visibility of lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender people, their history, lives and their experiences in the curriculum and culture of educational and other institutions in the wider community. It's also done through raising awareness and advancing education on matters affecting the community. There's also working to make educational and other institutions safe spaces for all LGBT plus communities. I may have forgotten plus a couple of that. Imagine I've put plus in for the other ones as well. And promoting the welfare of LGBT plus people by ensuring that the education system recognises and enables LGBT plus people to achieve their full potential so they can contribute fully to society and lead fulfilled lives thus benefiting society as a whole there we go Jess so what does that mean in simple terms oh gosh I didn't actually think you were going to ask me that question well <laughs> it's, it's just about um well I think I said it earlier didn't I so it's that the overall aim is to promote equality and di- diversity um of the LGBTQ plus community for the benefit of the public but also the people within the community and about making a safe space wherever an lgbtq plus person is so whether that's at work at school at home and it's just about educating people as well about um the community and and stuff i don't know what do you think i think the same i think it's just about kind of acknowledging that there has obviously been a struggle and that we have come a long way but we've still got such a long way to go as well and I think it's just that constant sort of raising awareness promoting equality making sure that people feel like seen and heard and making sure it's something that I guess everybody can be held accountable to like each year that just kind of reminds us that um you know it is it is something that we 
we need to keep educating people on definitely and I'd, and it's also I've just thought of another thing as well um and it's about understanding what has happened in the past as well um because obviously I because I've heard it said a couple of times that um like um, LGBTQ plus it it's really good nowadays but we still got a long way to go yeah. however it has come a long way and we have to appreciate that. Like I feel very fortunate being um, like coming out when I did because things felt um, a little bit easier for me than it would have done a couple of years ago. Do you know what I mean? And I think, and I think it's understanding what people in our community had to go through. Um, and it, we're not even talking that long ago, really, are we? Um, so, I mean, um, I'm going to have a quick, google or maybe i'm not gonna have a quick google but wasn't it gay wasn't it illegal to be gay until like the 50s or something like that it, i think when you sort of look at gay history it seems like it was so long ago but it, it really really wasn't mm. it, uh, just as we sort of touched on it last week when we were talking about um it's a sin and the whole sort of the um are you dropping pens again no, I really, I don't know why I did that. I, I needed some water and I've got my coaster and for some reason I decided to slap it down, didn't I? So I do apologise, people. Sarah, it's always you breaking the noise. Anyway, carry on, Jess, well, yeah, carry on. Obviously, that was about sort of um, being gay in the 80s and sort of living through the, you know, the AIDS like epidemic. And I think if you think about it, that really wasn't that long ago. Right, Jess, because I feel like we need to know what we're talking about here. I have had a Google of when it was actually, what date um, we're talking about. And up until 1967, it was actually gay. It was actually gay in the UK. Imagine that. All and up to the 1967, <laughs> it was gay. No, sorry. All up until ni- 1967 in the UK, it was illegal to be gay. Yes. So, and yeah, and like we said, that's not even that long ago, really, is it? No, it's obviously quite, when you think about it, it's a lot more recent than you think. Um, and yet it still feels, I guess, for people sort of our age who have come out, um, you know, more recently, it probably feels like a complete world away. Mm. And Definitely. It puts things into perspective, just how how far we have come and even though there is still a way to go, like how much better it can be for some people, not everybody, but for some people sort of who uh, are going through that kind of experience right now and have probably had a bit of an easier time coming out. Just by the fact, like, it's, you know, where we live in the UK, it's it's legal. Like, for some people, it wasn't. And And I think there's the big thing as well that, like, okay, um so it actually took time so after it became it wasn't illegal anymore there was still the sort of like how how people were treated in the community or like the awareness of it and stuff and uh and I think that like nowadays we're being better and we are as a society with all sorts of issues um that we come across we are challenging more aren't we and we we are a more I'm going to use the the term woke <laughs> um we are we are becoming more woke aren't we and we are becoming better and stuff and we've still got a long way to a long way to go but I think 
we've we have come a long way as well so it's just appreciating that I suppose isn't it yeah I agree so I think it'd be good to kind of for anybody who doesn't know what you know LGBTQ plus or LGBTQIA plus stands for I thought we could kind of go through and explain what each of those letters mean go on then okay so do you want to take it in turns oh well you've got you've got them up (laughs) i'll leave it to you i don't want to get it wrong okay right so l is for oh my god it sounds like that song right yeah i'm not gonna sing to you anyway l (laughs) is for lesbian so sarah here is a wonderful lesbian she represents why thank you (laughs) um obviously this sounds for lesbians so this is um, a woman who is sexually and or emotionally attracted to other women um, and obviously like they might prefer to be sort of identified as gay or labelled queer, whatever works for them but usually the L it stands for lesbian and then, does that explain that well enough? Yes, I okay, think you could be that <laughs> and then the G is for gay so I think in the past this was predominantly used for men who were sexually or emotionally attracted to other men but today yeah. they can sort of encompass anybody kind of who is attracted to their same sex or gender wonderful bisexual is myself so this stands for people who identify um, as bisexual who are sexually and or emotionally attracted to both men and women or more than one gender identity hey jess hey. five five oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh do you remember one of the first podcasts where i said that that was my um, it was that's why i referenced in it because <laughs> i'm so smooth so t is for transgender or like trans for short um and this is usually described is usually used to describe somebody whose gender identity or expression kind of differs from what is expected based on the sex that they were assigned at birth so for example if somebody was born male or female and they sort of choose to identify or transition into the opposite sex yes and then queer which is probably one of my favorites ever um a nice umbrella term um so this basically kind of encompasses anybody who is not straight and not cisgender um but can also mean anybody sort of within the umbrella term of you know lgbtq i think that's um because i get asked the question a lot and i sort of didn't realize like what the difference was between gay and queer because I always thought that those were the like do you know what I mean like they were like similar terms but yeah. I think I think you've gone through why they're different haven't you yeah so it can be sort of like you might choose to label yourself as as queer if you're anybody sort of within that umbrella but I think usually it's kind of just not straight and not cisgender um, yeah. and then Q is for questioning um, so this can refer to anybody who is somewhat questioning their sexual orientation or their gender or both and is unsure of how to identify themselves. And then shouldn't we all do a little bit of questioning in our lives? We should, yeah. I think <laughs> my mum quite literally when I was growing up used to say to me, don't knock it till you've tried it. And I didn't realise that she meant that so openly. But hey, look how that's gonna uh, go. Well, yes, and I do think I d- I do think we'd have more people questioning if there wasn't so much compact going around. But anyway, okay. moving on. Um, so that's the shortened version, and the extension of this version can include IE and then plus as well. So just to kind of um throw it in there, so I 
usually stands for intersex. So intersex people. I am intersex too. Oh, have you been working on that this whole 20 minutes? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that so I could uh, make oh, that God. joke. Um, right, we'll just skip past that. So intersex people naturally have biological traits such as genetic, hormonal or atomical differences that don't fit the type of definitions of male or female. So intersex is kind of not necessarily linked to sexual orientation or gender identity, but it, it does mean that there is a bit of a like a difference between sort of what you feel like your genetics, hormones and astronomical things are from birth to what you feel within yourself. If that's yes. Nice. And then asexual is where the A comes from, but it can also mean ally. So I'll go through both. So asexual um, often sort of is used to identify people who do not experience any kind of sexual attraction or do not have any interest or desire for sex. Um, and that can be sort of across, you know, genders, different identities, mm-hmm. different orientations. And then ally, um, hopefully... Which we all should be. Yes, hopefully we all are them or all know someone who is one. Um, that basically means somebody who identifies as a cisgender and straight but supports the social and legal equality for all people with like within this umbrella term exactly I feel like this has been very educational and I've definitely learned a thing or two because (laughs) obviously um I'm sort of aware because obviously we have a podcast and we always say about LGBTQ plus but it's always a good reminder of what those actual terms mean um isn't it and yeah. yeah Yeah, and I think it's also super important to like um, kind of just nod to the fact that, you know, you might sort of feel as though you're between a number of those different terms. Like, I think it is very much a journey and just because we understand what they mean, it doesn't mean we necessarily understand what every single person is going through. So if, if yeah. someone is kind of on that scale and they're not sure where they sit, that's absolutely fine. Like, we all are here to be allies and just just support people. As a bit of a self-promotion, uh, in, in a future episode, we are going to talk about labels and whether they're, like, good or bad. Um, so, yeah, we will go into that. But I think, like you say, I think with these um, terms, it's just good for, like, a reference and to understand. But, um, yeah, it's all a, a journey at the end of the day, isn't it? And we will get into this um, great debate on our, on our next podcast. Um, I suppose the only other thing to discuss here is sort of addressing that because when I think about when I was younger and the LGBTQ plus community and how they were portrayed in media or who was famous and stuff Mm -hmm. I I definitely I definitely think that nowadays there's a lot more people who are out than there was when I was younger and like or even 10-15 years ago um and I don't know if you would agree I'd agree with that I mean obviously we are a similar age um and I think sort of when I was growing up it was it was a bit of a weird kind of transition I think in a sense of there were people in the media that you sort of knew were gay and that were openly gay and were sort of seen as very kind of successful so I think the most obvious example for me at that time would be, you know, like um, George Michael or Dale Hinton or something like that. Um, And then also at the same time, like the kind of popular culture I was growing up with was more like boy bands, girl bands. And I feel like at this time, especially like presenters and things on TV, sort of who were more, 
I guess sort of like this age or a little bit younger, but in the 90s, it wasn't really a common thing for them to be out, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think the main examples I'm thinking of is we have this like sort of 80s culture of gay men, not so much women, but gay men who were out and proud and, you know, were in very sort of high positions on TV and things like that. Very like pretty men as well. And then I think if I think of people who, as I was growing up, like in Boyman, so like Mark from Westlife, it wasn't really a known thing for quite a while that he was a gay man. Yes. So it was kind of like, even though we had this culture that was so, like that did put people on a pedestal and it wasn't a big thing that they were gay, like there were still some people that felt like they had to hide part of themselves. Yes, and I've just, it's just got me thinking of, uh, so Will Young. Yeah. So um, when he first, was it, ah, um, because uh, he came famous because of the singing Pop show. Pop, was it Pop Idol? It was, yeah. Um, and yeah, so he's an example of where there were sort of um, like rumours wasn't there or mm-hmm. there was like, it wasn't, it wasn't officially said um because maybe they felt like they had to hide it or if we think about Ellen DeGeneres um (laughs) struggling there with her last name and she's a very famous woman what's wrong with me um but like she there was a point in her life where she had to hide it do you know what I mean and um I think I think nowadays it's it's a lot better and people can be a lot more open and also what I'm finding is that people are being a lot more open with how they've experimented in the past um so for example people like uh Demi Lovato um and I can't think of other ones off the top of my head um but a trend that I'm seeing nowadays is people who don't necessarily they won't necessarily cast themselves as um lesbian or gay or queer but they will quite happily come out and say oh yes well I have experienced do you know what I mean I think I think it's more open and more nowadays these days it's more like a like excuse my French but it's more like a like why the fuck is that your business it's more like um I think sort of late 90s um early 2000s there was this massive kind of surge in like celebrity culture and this need for like tabloids to know everything that was going off with everyone so like there were loads of rumors about people that may or may not be gay and so and so not dated in a while like it must mean that they're gay or something like that and I feel like as sort of time's gone on and you know, everything's a lot more sort of instant and digital. I guess in some way, like, you probably couldn't really hide that anyway, like, if you're in the public eye. But also, I feel like we've, like, opened up the conversation and it's more like a, well, you know, I love who I love. Yeah, I think think as well, because there's always going to be an element of, um, like, it shouldn't be anyone's business but your own. But at the same time, um, it's great that people feel safe that they can come out if they want to. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I think there's two sides of this because I think when you're you're famous or you're very well known, then it's sort of expected that your life is in the public eye all the time. And some some pe- some celebrities or well known people manage to sort of stay away from the limelight and manage to keep their lives private. Um, and I do think things should be private, but at the same time. Uh, I'm torn because obviously it's great that you can come out and you can be who you want to be and it's not gonna um if you come out and say that you've got a girlfriend or a boyfriend or you're dating someone that's the same sex as you it's not gonna hinder you I suppose um 
So, so yes. Um, well, um, happy LGBTQ plus month, history <laughs> month, Jess. Happy that month to you too. <laughs> it's very hard to say really quickly. <laughs> uh, I've had practice with this. Uh, but I'm just looking at time and time is a flying. Um, so what did you what did you want me to do first? Do you want me to do my article or would you like me to do my uh, gay made up word of the week? Let's go for the article. Okie pokey then. Right, so this is a BBC article and again we will link to this in our show notes and the title is Brighton NHS Trust introduces new trans friendly terms. Brighton are bloody on it, aren't they? I wish I could live there. (laughs) Um, So an NHS trust is to use gender-inclusive language for its maternity services, including terms such as chest feeding and birthing parent. Brighton and success... Success? Brighton and success... uh, Sussex University (laughs) Hospitals Trust is thought to be the first in the UK to adopt the language in its internal communications and meetings. The trust said it recognised challenges gender identity can have on pregnancy, birth and feeding. Um, so, yes, we'll link to the article, like I said, but I just, I think that's so good, isn't it? Um, that, that, yeah, that they're doing that. And it's just, and it just goes to show that we are, we are continually learning and we're developing. Do you know what I mean? And um, and stuff like this is happening. So uh, I think this is good news. I think this is great news. I think it's so important because it's it kind of I don't know how to explain what's in my mind. So I think if if we look at the way sort of attitudes have been towards things like maternity and paternity before, um, how far that's come in terms of like gay parents, and I think just kind of opening up that language to mean that you know say if it's it might not necessarily be like a gay parent but it might be somebody who you know might struggle or might be questioning or might have some other identity that's not necessarily so obvious from the outside I think it's just a lot more accessible and safer language to use that encompasses everybody and I think it's a great thing and we need to we need to hear more news like this don't we we do Uh, okay, I'll move on to our gay made up word of the week. Gay made up word of the week. <laughs> sing it, sing it to me. I just no. <laughs> oh, okay. I suppose that's what we get in. Okay, so the gay made up word of the week is Doris Day. So this is 19's South African slang for gay pride. Example, the gays will march on Doris Day. So I thought this would be quite fun to add in because obviously we're talking about LGBT History Month. And yes, so that's the first time I've come across that term. I mean, I think it's been battered around a little bit. Obviously, she's an icon. Um... But yeah, I've never really heard it in that in that way before. So I think that's cool. I think we should put it in the dictionary. It's going in. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's the shut of the dictionary book as well. 
Oh, crikey. What's happened to us today? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we are recording, just to give people context, we are recording at, well, the time is now six o'clock on a Monday. So we have both had a full day at work. Yeah. And my brain is a bit mushy <laughs> and my belly is talking to me. But anyway. I've got a giggles on there. I've had too much caffeine. Anyway. No, wow. Well, right, so. Yes. So this week I want to do something a little bit different for this section and I wanted to kind of pay homage. I think that's such a weird word to say in a northern accent, by the way. Homage. homage. It reminds me of fromage. Fromage! <laughs> um, but anyway, to pay homage to somebody within the community who is sadly no longer with us. Um, and although I've never necessarily heard music by this person, I have had countless conversations in the past week with people who have and who um, love their stuff. So I wanted to shine a big, wonderful, gay, heartwarming spotlight on Sophie, who is a trans musician and DJ who's collaborated with the likes of like Lady Gaga and Madonna and was really sort of known for this like hyperkinetic, experimental pop music. Um, who sadly passed away um, at the end of January and she was only 34. Um, and I think obviously to lose somebody so young within this community is a really sad thing. But lots of people have been taken to Twitter and Instagram to kind of just show their love, um, obviously let that sort of legacy live on through the music and just keep sort of having these conversations about sort of expressing yourself as openly as possible and just kind of highlighting that you know, life is short and it's never too soon to be your complete utter true self. Um, so I'd like to link to some of her music um, and just kind of invite everybody to listen along with myself and Sarah. Ah, and I think that was a wonderful person to dedicate this week's spotlight. And is it is it possible? Because obviously we've got the um, Lipsticks podcast playlist yeah, haven't we, we add, so i know that's maybe we in there already but we can definitely add more in oh you already she's already on it she's, she's already, already on, on it, it. <laughs> but yeah definitely we can add that in um but yeah um it's a sad it's a sad one but hopefully we can kind of just keep the music going and yes remember all the good stuff remembering remembering them and sharing their music and yes, I think that's that's wonderful. So great, great person to pick, Jess. Thank you, Thank you very much. <laughs> um, right. How are that... you doing? Are you hanging on in still? Am I hanging on? Are you hanging on in still? Oh, I just about. I feel like I've just gotten so giddy in the last hour. <laughs> and I don't know where it's come from. Well... I mean, why are you giddy, Jess? You've been talking to a certain someone. I'm joking. I'm not, joking. I'm not going to do that. Idea. You're not going to out me out my own podcast. Out, out. You're already out. That's the greatest thing. That's what we're striving for. Um, but yes, it's good to be giddy. It's good to be giddy. And yes, and obviously it was Valentine's Day, wasn't it, yesterday? So happy belated Valentine's Day. Happy belated Valentine's Day to you too. Um, or Galentines. Did you get on, involved in any Galentines? You know, Valentine's Every year with is friends. Galentines for me now. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's all about the women. 
I did once actually. The one year that I was actually single, I did go on a Valentine's date with my one of my best friends, and we went to the cinema and we saw. I think it was Fifty Shades of Grey or something. I was doing like a review for a like a local magazine, and they yeah. sent us to uh, Cineworld in like the VIP section, and um, it was all all very plush. <laughs> it's quite it's quite cute to be fair, and I just thought, well, like it's so weird to have like a set day to kind of express your love with your friends because I feel like I do that all the time. Well, I mean, this is a debate in itself, I mean, isn't I mean, it? And I feel like we could, huh? It was cute. Um, yeah. But yeah. Like you should you should show your uh, friends, family and loved ones that you love them every day, shouldn't you? Or yeah. not just on one day. Absolutely. Um, but I do think as well, I think like, because I've always seen it like that. I'm quite like a very sort of open, complimentary, emotional person <laughs> at the best of times. Um, but I do feel like it's also kind of cute having those days where you can just go a bit extra I think if you don't have any expectation you can never be sort of let down by the day obviously but that goes for anything Christmas birthday whatever but it is nice to have that day that's kind of just where you can just go a little bit extra and you know if that's what you want to do support your partner go for it or your friends whoever your mum your nan your dog um just go for it if not and that's not your cup of tea and you'd rather just do it throughout the year that's absolutely cool too I get it very wise, very wise words. Love it, love, um, love. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Right. So, um, folks, thank you for joining us for this week's Lipsticks podcast. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to suggest a topic that we should suggest, if you want to join us as well, because um, we will be getting guests on in the future as well. Or if you want to suggest a word or someone that we should be shining the gay spotlight on, if you just want to say hi, then please do. So we've got an email address and we are the lipsticks podcast at gmail.com. And then we're also on social media. So uh, Jess looks after Twitter for us. So go on. I've been neglecting it a little bit, but I promise I'll be better. Um, So we're at the lipsticks pod on there and we're following some really awesome gay people and allies and i think you should come and join us and we'll just have a big old gay ride which probably i mean weird but (laughs) not (laughs) gay old ride uh not to brag too much but we did get someone retweet us who um has a pretty decent following and that was all very exciting wasn't it jess it was indeed um (laughs) no other purpose than i've literally just thought of it and this is me reminding myself i've just thought of somebody who i want to showcase next time Okay. Literally just now. Ref- I was like, got ourselves a, a he him who's also a podcaster, also in the community. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's, that's, the next, <laughs> that's the next week. Um, right. So if you want to, if you are on Instagram, you can fo- follow us and DM us and message us on there. So we're the Lipsticks podcast on there as well. Um, so yes and then the only other thing if you've not yet subscribed to us please do we're still a fairly new podcast so people like subscribers helps our numbers and all that jazz you also get um, notifications when new episodes are ready to be listened to Uh, and if you want to give us a review that will make me and Jess smile as well so it will indeed any feedback will be helpful and also if you you know, if you subscribe to us, you'll be the first to hear about 
the awesome merch that we get when it, when this all blows up and we've got those lipsticks that Sarah likes to bang on about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I feel like we've blabbed for long enough, Jess. Shall we say goodbye? Oh, see you next Tuesday, guys. Oh, <laughs> see you later, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>